I want to talk to you this morning for a few minutes. Uh, normally, I preach a sermon to you, and I know you haven't heard preaching for a while, except the, the four messages found in the, at the movie series I thought preached quite well. Uh, very excited, very pleased with that. But I wanted to start with Psalm 122, verse 1, because the Scripture says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm glad that I am part of a church that people are glad to come into the house of God. You, you know what I'm talking about? Because I've heard, I've heard, I don't know, because, see, I don't go to a lot of churches because I've been pastoring here 26 years and we don't miss very often. So, but I hear that some people are not glad when they say, let's go to the house of the Lord. It's like, oh my, not again, huh? And they claim scriptures like, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me to get through this church service. But I'm glad that we, we, we serve and live in a church that, uh, that people say, let's, let's be glad when people say, let's go to church. And so I'm not going to preach a sermon, but I am going to talk to you today. Uh, I just have been feeling the need to just talk to you about some things and, uh, and, and let you know that this is your church, and this is the place where you come to worship together with people. And you serve, you, serve, you, you live here, you, you raise your children in this environment. Uh, but, but even larger than that, this is the church of Jesus Christ. Th this, is a, this is a big deal. This is like a mega deal. This is like the biggest thing that God has done. The book of Acts chapter 20, verse 28 says, so guard yourselves, talking to the leadership of the church. I want you to guard yourself. And also, I want you to guard God's people. I want you to feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his blood, with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as elders. And so this thing that we're in is, is a big deal. This thing that we do, this thing that we're a part of, it's large. It's, it's, it's just so, so big. And so I wanted to share with you about the year 2015. I want to mix in some things that we're going we're gonna to see in 2016, and we're just going to be encouraged that uh, we've got a place that we can come and be glad when they say, let's go. So in the year 2015, the most important thing that we ever do in this church, and never, ever miss this point, that the most important thing that we do in this church is see people come to Jesus. That's our goal. That's the big deal. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about? And so... Uh, it's not a, it's, the big deal is not the social thing that we do or, or make you feel good or, or you know, uh, all these things. But it's that we see people one for Jesus. And in 2015, we saw 1,721 people raise their hand and speak with their mouth and say, I want to serve Jesus. Amen. I think that's pretty good. I think, I think that's very, very exciting to see that, that uh, 1,721 people uh, came to Jesus. I, I, you know, I, I'm not responsible. I don't know what people mean when they raise their hand and say, I'm going to follow Jesus. I, I just know that that's their first step. Out of those 1,721, 173 people followed the Lord in water baptism. Now, you know, I, I say praise God for 173 people who would say, yes, I'm going to serve Jesus. And, uh, you know, if that's... If you think that's good, that's good, but that's not satisfying enough for a pastor because he wants to see more people follow Jesus in water baptism. It's so, so very important. If you haven't done that, if you're in this room sitting in that chair right now and you haven't followed the Lord in water baptism, then I want you to do that this Wednesday night, first Wednesday. 
Today before you go to bed, go to northwood.tv slash baptize and sign up and let's get this thing done. We read in the Bible this morning, if you're reading the one-year Bible, that Jesus was baptized of John. And if Jesus got baptized, boy, I'll tell you what, you need to be baptized. So I want to encourage you to do that. It's your first it's your first move of obedience to Jesus Christ. When it came to attendance last year, our attendance went up 13%. 13% growth in attendance last year. Now, you know what it is? That's, that's, that puts us, statistics tell us, in the top 2% of churches in all of America, seeing a 13% increase in attendance. Uh, last Easter, we had uh, 2,603 people that uh, attended church at Northwood. And uh, if things hold true, we're looking at about 3,000 people this Easter going to come to Northwood Church. And so I'm excited about that. Come on now. And, uh, you know, if, if you're not one that likes numbers, well, then you don't like Jesus because he says in heaven there's a, a multitude of every tongue and every kindred and all kind of people serving the Lord. So uh, finances. Our finances increased 12% over last year, which, is, which stays in line with the growth, you know, which is really cool. But know this, that when, when the church grows, if the church grows this year by, by 10%, it takes about eight months to a year for people to catch up and say, you know what, I believe in the vision and I believe I'll start giving. Which, by the way, we give not because we believe in vision. We give because... It's God's way of doing business, and it's all a thing of faith and lordship. So I give not, not because I believe in the vision of Northwood, although I do, but I give because Jesus says to give. He owns the tithe. It's his, and so I share it. Amen? And so we're excited about that. A point to that is that in 2014, June of 2014, to finish our Long Beach campus, we took out a loan of $750,000. That was 17 months ago. And as of today, the balance is $350,000. That means that in 17 months, you gave and we paid $400,000 on the debt for our Long Beach campus. That's exciting, isn't it? I'm telling you, I appreciate people who follow the Lord in the tithe and give and are faithful and give of tithes and offerings. God sees you. You don't need a pat on the back from the pastor. All you need to do is say, Lord, it's my reasonable form of service. If God gives you a gift of giving far above everything else, then just do that. You don't have to wave a flag or blow a horn. You just put it in the offering. God sees it. God uses it. And you know what? Uh, a lot of that increase in attendance comes because we birthed a Long Beach campus. Because evidently, there were 400 people in that area as of right now that needed a good church to go to. So we're excited about that. And uh, 17 months from now, we'll be debt-free, all three campuses, and we're just so very, very excited about all that. Good about that. Kind of just giving you the state of the church address, sort of like the president gives us. I'm, I'm glad we're not uh, $20 trillion in debt, though. Amen? I'm glad for Yikes, I, I can't even write that number. But anyhow, small groups. Last year in small groups, we had a, about 425 adults attend three semesters of small groups, which we're excited about. We believe in small groups. It's one of the main things that we do. We've been doing it since 1993. We believe that relationships are formed in the context of small groups. 
And we believe that life changes in the context of relationships. So that's why we have small groups at Northwood. Uh, we've got uh, all sorts of groups. But one that I want to pinpoint with you right now are our life groups, Living in Freedom Every Day. We had over 200 people go through two semesters of LIFE along with the retreat, which was tremendous. Both retreats were great life-giving places where people's lives were really impacted and changed. So, you know, if, if you're in the church and you've never been through an LIFE group, uh, when we launch the next semester of small groups, I want you in there. You'll be blessed. You'll be changed. I'll tell you what, great leaders who care about you, pray for you, and lift you up. Just a wonderful thing. And with that, small groups in 2016, let me kind of give you a, a little forecast of what's going to take place. We're going to do small groups a little bit differently as far as semesters go and, and, and time frames. We're going to launch all of our small groups March 6th, Sunday, March 6th of this year. It's going to be one launch for the entire year. You're going to be uh, told about that in all of our media outlets. Don't you worry. You'll be well communicated that. To, that that'll be well communicated to you. But, but the, the, the little change that we're going to do, rather than doing semesters where we were doing a 12-week spring semester, six-week summer semester, and a 12-week fall semester, we're just going to allow the small group leaders to, to, to follow a, a predetermined schedule made up by them. In other words, if I want to lead a small group uh, and launch it March 6, I'm going to lead it. I might want to lead a three-week small group, and that's cool. Maybe a six-week small group. Maybe I want to do a 12-week small group. Maybe I want to meet once a week. Maybe I want to meet uh, twice a month. Uh, it, it's going to vary according to the creativity of the individual small group leader and you're going to be communicated in other words these things will be launching all through the year and you'll be communicating in all our media outlets exactly what so you'll be able to choose it's going to it's really going to open up small groups tremendously and it's also going to help people who've been sitting on the fringe saying I want to lead a small group, but 12 weeks man I just don't know but boy if I could you know if I could lead a four-week small group that'd be great so we're going to open that up to you. We're going to communicate that to you fully. A uh, few things are going to change in our small group leadership training. The way we've done it for years is that we've just, uh, twice a year, we've done a large gathering here at Gulfport for all three locations, and uh, we're going to change that. What we're going to do, we're going to use online video and PDF for training, uh, along with uh, a small group coach. In other words, if you want to lead a small group, we're going to say, okay, we're going to get with you. You're going to go through the training online. Come on now, say digital. digital. We're going to be digital. If you're not digital, you've got to get digital. We're in the 21st century. Come on now. Hang up the phone on the wall and buy you a smartphone and get an app. Come on now. Isn't that right? And so we're going we're gonna to talk with you through PDF files and through, through digital online things. But the small group coach is going to get together one-on-one and really, really help you. It's going to be tremendous. We're excited about it. We're excited about inviting unchurched people, de-churched people to our small groups to see them come into a relationship with Jesus. Just going to be a tremendous time. Small groups are really, really cool. Amen? Now, missions. I'm excited about missions because about 18 months ago, I knew that we needed to enhance the missions vision at Northwood. And uh, so I asked Brandon O'Neill to come online with us and, and to help do that. He had a heart for missions. I said, I believe you can do this. He said, I'll, I'll undertake it. And he's done a wonderful job. As a matter of fact, I've got a video I want to show you right now that's going to kind of give you an overview of 2015 missions at Northwood. Go ahead and just show us that video, guys.
Throughout 2015 Northwood, you have helped share the love of Christ with thousands of people right here in our city and around the world. From serving people in our community in practical ways to planting churches globally, we have been part of an incredible journey to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ. This is now my fifth year as principal here and we finally have something done to this marquee. This is amazing. When the earthquake struck here, this area was devastating. There are 30 more homes in this village that need to be rebuilt. We have the money to do that and we're going to do it. We're starting the project now. We're going to build 84 houses over the next three months. Thanks for all you've done to help us to make a difference in Nepal. We went to the St. Louis Dream Center. They're an outreach for the inner city. They really just try to meet the needs of the people in the surrounding community. And I went to Nicaragua. The first day we go to a park and uh, this rapper, he give his testimony about how he grew up in the gangs. He ended up getting saved through all that. And if you do the salvation prayer, people are raising their hands getting saved. This joy just came over me. I was like, this is awesome. This is exactly what we're here for. I remember just the first thing I did when I got home is just cried. You know, I'm definitely a different person. I am changed uh, for the rest of my life just from that one short trip. We were contacted by a church member about a gentleman who is, I believe, in his mid-70s, and he had to have both his legs amputated. He had no means to get back into his residence once he came home. So Northwood was able to assemble the team and come up with the supplies to build a really nice wheelchair ramp so he can come out of his living room onto his front porch and just enjoy himself just like he used to. Northwood, because of your faithfulness, we've given $182,685 to missions in 2015. Because of this, we were able to invest in leaders, partner with like-minded ministries, and send people and resources to help fulfill the Great Commission. In 2016, we are offering many more exciting opportunities for you to get involved so that we can expand our reach and make a greater impact for Christ. For more information about how you can get involved at Missions here at Northwood, visit us at northwood.tv missions. You know, another thing we did is that we each year we find five church planters uh, that have planted a church here in the United States through ARC. And uh, we find those that are kind of struggling because sometimes church planting, there's a struggle involved, especially financially. And, and so we pick out five of those new church plants and we send them each $5,000 cash money just to help them. And I received uh, a, a note from one of these young church planters that, that really is just wonderful. I want to read it to you if you don't mind. It just says, uh, Dear Pastor Van in Northwood Church, we receive your generous Christmas check. Uh, I just want to thank you. As a new church plant, it is such a blessing and a help to us. More than that, it is a reminder that God is with us and answering our prayers as we move forward with the vision. Thanks for encouraging us and believing in us. We are blessed and overwhelmed by your expression of love and generosity. May the Lord bless you and your congregation and give you a wonderful Christmas. And uh, that's from the Redemption Community Church. Just, uh, just a note. You know, I get these notes, and I don't always get to share them with you. But because you give, we're able to give. And it makes all the difference in the world. 
I know that I would have been very, very excited if someone would have given us $5,000 about two years into what we were doing here. It would have been just absolutely tremendous. But the Lord knows. Amen? And, and so uh, just so many wonderful things are happening. Uh, then in missions. And then in-house teams. You know, in all three of our locations, by the way, we're three locations Wiggins, Long Beach, and Gulfport, in all three of our locations combined together, we've got uh, over 600 people that serve on in-house teams. And that's what makes Sunday mornings pop, from worship to parking lot to, to children's ministry to ushers and greeting and, and all sorts of informational things. The teams make things pop. And the teams are fueled through growth track. The growth track is, a, is, is, is a, the on-ramp to Northwood Church. 231 people attended growth track this year. And out of those 231 people, 213 people said, I believe in this, and got on a team and began to serve. And so we're excited about that. That's a good percentage of people that join teams. And, uh, you know, it's made up of all kinds of teams, but I wanted to spotlight one team today with you. I wanted to talk to you about the, the children's ministry, NC Kids, and really the part that I wanted to really zero in is the nursery. But first I want to tell you that uh, NC Kids, which is 5 through 12 years of age, uh, We've got 161 active members uh, who, who work in, those, in that ministry, 161 active team members. And uh, it takes 54 of those team members every Sunday to man NC Kids. Now, out of that, we, we, we average about 379 kids a year, uh, I mean, excuse me, a month, uh, excuse me, a week in, in Northwood, you know, at all three locations. But watch this. Here's some statistics I wanted you to know. We average 207 parents who have children in our NC Kids who do not serve on any in-house team. 207 parents. We have 172 parents who do serve on some type of in-house team. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you who are in this room right now that you begin to serve. Let's not just be people who get served. How about we be people who get served, but also serve? I want to thank those that work in our, in our children's ministry, especially the nursery with the small ones. You know, used to be at Northwood, it was almost like just a, a, a thing that we did naturally in our culture, is that if you had a child in the nursery, you worked in the nursery, you served in the nursery. And so I kind of want to just kind of restoke that and encourage you uh, who have children in the nursery, that you would be a part of those teams because sometimes we've got ladies working every other week in there. Sometimes we have to go grab people and say, you're not working in the nursery. Get in the church service. And I don't think it should be that way. I think it should be abundantly supplied by people who have an open heart to sit in a room with kids for an hour and 15 minutes and say, you know what, I want to help somebody here uh, about Jesus. I'm going to play my part once a month, once every five weeks. You know, if everybody got on board, that's about what it would be. And so I want to encourage you in that and tell you that we're excited about our children's ministry. In this year, starting in April, we're going to launch a brand new uh, curriculum in our NC Kids, five through eight years of age, uh, called the Orange Curriculum. Very excited about it. It's a great curriculum. The reason I love it so much is because it's got a scope and sequence to it, and you who teach school know what I'm talking about. A scope and sequence takes you clear through all the principles of God, and so we're believing that our five through 12-year-olds, when they get deposited into our, our student ministry, that they've got a good foundation of who God is and that they know God. 
because we have realized that we need to reach our kids in the elementary stage, not wait and try to reach kids when they're 16 or 17. For many, that's very, very late. And so we're putting an emphasis on our elementary kids to see them come to Jesus. This is a small group curriculum, a lot of small group emphasis within this curriculum. It's also going to be expanded throughout the year with different components that are going to be sent to you. You'll know about them. Uh, we're, going to, so we're going to speak digitally to you. Say digitally. We're going to do it digital. You're going to get reports. You're going to get all sorts of things that are going to tie together with the curriculum. It is going to be fantastic. It's going to be huge. We're going to make it great. It's going to be great. We're going to make it great. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Kids are important. They're very, very important. Next, I want to talk to you about something new that we're launching this year. Uh, we've entitled it Prime Time. Prime Time is an arm of Northwood that's going to be used to touch people 60 years of age and older. Now, let me explain where this has come from, because there's got to be a why to everything we do. If there's not a why, if it doesn't pass the why test, it never makes it pass the thought process. But the why of prime time, the why for people 60 years of age and older, is because I never want to be guilty as a church of forgetting people when they get older. Now, I'm 63, so I can speak. People who grew up in the church people who built these buildings, people who gave of the tithe and the offering and served for years and years. Everybody gets old. We all get older. And as we get older, sometimes in a church, when people can no longer serve the way they did, they no longer have the energy level they did or the resources, they kind of just get shoved on the side. And I'm going to tell you right now, I will never stand before God and say I led a church who forgot the elderly. We can never forget the elderly. It's so very important, especially when people get to an age where they no longer can attend church service. They cannot be forgotten, and that's what primetime is mainly about. There's going to be some other cool elements to it. You know, affinity is one thing about that. It's a bunch of people together in the same season of life. Uh, there is activity. There's going to be fellowship, but also ministry and service. There's, there's assimilation because we need a landing place for older people. You know the amazing thing about Northwood, I love it. It's a generational church. It really is because we've got young people attaching to Northwood, and they love it. And we've got older people attaching to Northwood, and they say, we love it. And really, that's so wonderful to, to pastor a church, to be part of a church that's generational. There's also going to be assistance, ministry, and encouragement now and in the later years. I've asked Ken and Kathy Timms to lead this up. Most of you have already been contacted by them. They've just been doing some grassroots uh, ministry in that area. We're going to communicate you digitally. Come on now. <laughs> we'll, buy, we'll go by your house if we have to. But we're going to help you get on, on board with all this. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. The what is, they're going to be monthly uh, gatherings. But one thing I'm very excited about is that I think that elderly people have great things to give. And so we want to keep you in service and help you serve. Amen. Come on now. I don't know about you, but I'm just not an old fig on the tree waiting to fall out. Amen? So, uh, you know, prime time is great. Now, let me talk to you some, about something else that's important, and that is business and Northwood. Business and Northwood. Now, now if, if we put it very simply, the, the local church is a place where people come together to honor the Lord and spend time with their friends. I mean, that's what we do. 
We come to worship, we come to honor the Lord. And, and any person who's seeking to grow a business, start a business, or even grow or expand a business, it just seems like a natural opportunity, the, the local church. You know, for years, not as much now that we've grown, but, but for years, I had people um, come to my office, call me on the telephone, and, and they wanted me to give them, they would give me things. They wanted to give me product and other things and opportunities if I would give them the mailing list of this church so that they could contact all the people because the church is a natural gathering and uh, we're all together. But I will t- I'll, I'll sit in this chair right now and tell you that I have never in 26 years given the mailing list in any way, shape, or form to anyone for the sole purpose or for the purpose of expanding a business and selling products. Now, in our church, we've got a lot of business people, and I thank God for that. I mean, we've got, we've got people who are in insurance business. We've got real estate people. We've got contractors. We've got medical and dental people. And, and we also have several networking, marketing endeavors, network marketing endeavors. And this is at all three locations. And right now, by the way, our locations are hearing this, this same identical thing that I'm sharing with you. They're hearing it right now. But I want to speak to you about this network marketing endeavor. Some of you know it as multi-level marketing. And I want to say this. It's not our intention, and will never be our intention, to tell anyone what kind of business they can get involved in. That would be controlled, and we're not in control. However, when using the church and its relationships to solicit people the leadership of NC respectfully asks anyone involved in network marketing endeavors or multi-level marketing to refrain from using church services, small groups, other church gatherings, and personal relationships formed in these venues for the purpose of expanding your network. Now, for you who are sitting in Northwood, members of Northwood, I need you to understand something. And I want you to be totally resolved here that you never feel pressure or guilt for not participating in any type of event, party, or gathering which would cause you to commit to something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Let me put it in plain talk. If somebody invites you to a gathering, an event, a party for the purpose of selling you a product or getting you involved in selling products, you don't have to go if you don't want to go. You simply can say no. You need to have that freedom within the church to say no. If you do go, You don't have to buy something, and you don't have to join the network, and you don't have to give a party or an event. You have to have that freedom. You cannot feel pressured because both parties are involved in Northwood that for some reason you owe it to an individual to be part of something that you really don't want to be. I mean, that goes for birthday parties, too. I just don't want to go. It's all right if I don't want to go. I love you, but I just don't want to go to a birthday party for a two-year-old, unless I have a two-year-old. And then if you go to my two-year-old's birthday party, 
I better go to yours. You know the pressure, don't you? We are pitiful people. We are so pressured. You know what I mean? So I just want to help you in that. Does everybody understand it? If you understand that, just say, hey. hey. Okay, that's good enough. Now, let's talk about NC operations here. We're one church with three locations. Now, I want, I, I want to get this through to you completely. One church, Northwood is one church, not three churches, one church, we're in three locations. Three locations. We have one administration. That means all the administrative work is done here at Gulfport for all three locations. One church, three locations. We have one finance. In other words, all the money comes to Northwood from all of, all of the other locations. And we help one another. When we built the, 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 the Wiggins campus, over a million dollars, Gulfport and Wiggins got together and paid for that. When we uh, built the Long Beach campus, Wiggins and Gulfport got together with Long Beach and we built that. We pay each other's bills. It's one location. It's one church, three locations. Identically put together. One vision. One vision. We, we exist here to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ so that they might become fully devoted followers of God. That's why we are here. Now, they got a lot of good lanyard stuff that comes with it. You'll be edified. You'll be preached to. You'll be correct. You'll be edified. You'll be encouraged until Jesus comes. But man, we have to be about the Father's business, and the Father's business is souls. One vision, not three different visions, one vision. And then one leadership. There's one leadership at Northwood. I am the lead pastor of Northwood. I just had the privilege to be in that place, and I don't take it lightly. I work with five other men. We govern this church, not just the Gulfport location. We govern all three locations because we're one church with three locations. That means whatever, um, whatever the leadership says in the Gulfport campus, the leadership is saying the same thing in the Wiggins campus and the same thing in the Long Beach campus. So, you know, if you kind of get sideways with me, you can't run to Wiggins because you know who you're going to run into? The leadership of Northwood. Hello. And you say, I'm going to Long Beach. Guess what you're going to run into? You might even run into me, period. I might be preaching there that this Sunday, you know. It's like sometimes I go there and I say, hey, what's up? Why, you know, and they get all nervous. They're looking at the ground. It's one church, three locations, one leadership. We govern together as one. And it's so very important that you understand that, that we're not three separate churches. We're one church. We all work together, same messages, preached at the same time, in the same way. A little bit different personality, but guess what? You, you'll see that you're going to see a lot of different people in the pulpit here. We are a teaching team. Can I help you? I don't want to be your favorite speaker. Did you, you, some of you don't understand that. I want Jesus to be your favorite Lord, and I want his word to be your favorite light, and I want the Holy Spirit to be your favorite companion and comforter, and I want you to love the word of God, no matter whose mouth it comes out of. Love the word, love the body, love the church. We'll lead you. We care about you. We'll never do anything stupid. I promise you that. One leadership. Now, let me talk to you about uh, prayer and fasting. You know, at the beginning of every year, 
we do, we do something concerning prayer and fasting. You, you know, we've done 21 days of prayer and fasting where we meet every night in the church and pray. Uh, last year we did five days of prayer and fasting. Sometimes we leave with a night of worship. We do just different things. And so we're going to do things a little bit different this year concerning prayer and fasting. We, we have decided that we want to stretch it over the entire year. So we're going to fast every day for a year. <laughs> Not really. Come on, smile, smile. If you haven't smiled this year yet, smile. Some of you are so heavy. My goodness. Just, whoa. But, but this is what we decided to do. We decided to take first Wednesdays. There's 12 first Wednesdays this year. And we decided to fast and pray every first Wednesday. And then as we meet together, we pray together in first Wednesday. And we bring an emphasis with the word concerning what we're praying and fasting for that particular Wednesday. And that will be communicated to you ahead of time. And so what we're doing this first Wednesday, that's this coming Wednesday, this first Wednesday, we're going to be praying and fasting about praying and fasting. (laughs) And we're going to teach you Wednesday night about what is fasting, why we fast, how you can fast, and the benefits that you derive from fasting. And so I want you to be in prayer, that your heart will be open, and that this will be a great year for you to simply receive from the Lord and let him use you in a greater way. I believe in prayer and fasting, God can speak to you that will change the direction of your life. And some of you need a change in the direction of your life. And God will do that for you. Now, some future goals that I want to share real quickly as I end is uh, the future goals, the future vision of Northwood, I can tell you right now, it's more campuses. We need more campuses. We need more life-giving campuses and churches in America. Jan just read to me the 10 worst places to live in the state of Mississippi, 10 cities. And she told me a while ago, she said, you know, that'd be a great place to plant 10 campuses. And I thought, yes, Lord. Let's just see what you say about it, Lord. You know what I mean? But, you know, let's be open to that. Let's be open to the Lord directing us in the future to do something for him that leaves a mark on humanity and in eternity. I believe deeper missions involvement is in our future goals, more missions involvement for you. I want to encourage each one of you to get involved in some kind of outreach in your life. It will change your life. It will broaden your life completely. The missions trips that I've been on have changed my life. I never was the same after my first trip to Russia in 1993. I've never been the same since then. It changes you. We think we're going to be big Americans and go down there and fix everything. And you know what? The Lord gets us down there in the bush and he changes our heart. And that's what the Lord wants to do. I think strengthening and expanding of small groups are on the agenda for 2016 in the future. And that's why I want to encourage some of you, most of you, all of you, you have so much to share. You have so much wonderful things in you. You are so powerful. And you're, you're just like a hidden treasure, but God's got his metal detector out, I want to tell you. And he's going to be dealing with you about leading small groups. And you need to be obedient and step out of your comfort zone and do something that's impossible for you and then see God make you do it, help you do it, empower you to do it. And then on the other end of it, you say, wow, I did it. I didn't think I could do it, but I did it because God helped you. Come on, get out of your comfort zone. Come on, get out of your selfish place. Come on, move out of something. Move off a top dead center. Do something a little bit bigger for God this year. 
By the way, I don't preach for response. I talk for results. The results are going to be expanded small groups and then ex- enhancing the children's ministry. You're going, to, you're going to feel the enhancement of children's ministry at Northwood. It's so very important. I don't want to see young people leave high school and leave God anymore. Enough's enough. Our kids need to know God. We need to expand the ministry. You say, well, what's, what's my part? What, what, what am I supposed to do? Well, your part because you're a key element in what's going on. By the way, did you know that? Did you know that you're a key element? Did you know that God's, you're God's best, best deal? Did you know that? God wants to shoot a three-pointer with you, man. I mean, he's out on the edge. He wants to usually do something really, really big, which, by the way, can be small, but in God's eyes, everything is big. You've been given a wonderful opportunity. You have an opportunity to influence people for all of eternity. You have the ability within you, if you know Christ, you have the answer to people's problems and you have the answer to a godless eternity. Did you know that, that you have that? That's what you possess. Not only that, you can share your life and your message with people and God will use it and they will be changed for all of eternity. You've got that in you. You don't need to be equipped any longer. You don't need to be say, You don't need more information. You've got it. You've got the Lord living on the inside of you in a powerful way. All you need to do is open your mouth and step out of your comfort zone because it's always uncomfortable to share your story. But when you do, you will see God transform people. And it will be amazing. And your life will never be the same. So this is what I want you to start doing in 2016. I want you to start inviting people to Jesus. Come on, go to prayer, be ready, and when God pulls the trigger, come on, let it fire you out of his barrel into somebody's heart. Invite people to Jesus, and invite people to church and small group. Get them in an environment where they can be saved, because most of you are saved. You are already in the boat. You have already been rescued. The stone's already been rolled away. You've already, already been resurrected from a life dead in sin. You've got the gift of eternal life. Isn't it time that you share the most important thing you have with those that have nothing and see God transform people? Come on now. Why don't you do something that I can't do and at times let me do something that you can't do I can't invite all your friends and family and you can't necessarily preach a clear gospel message necessarily let's work together let's do this thing let's see the Lord touch an abundance of souls in 2016 and let's go to bed at night saying you know what Lord I was active in your kingdom today come on let's bow our heads together right now just real quick I've talked about the state of the church, talked about numbers and figures and locations and things, but I know some of you in this room, you came to church today because you're so desperate to know God. I still believe that people come to church to find God. You don't have to, but still we do that. And I never want to end a service without giving an opportunity for the person who's sitting in a chair and says, you know what? My life is empty. 
I need somebody to fulfill my life. May have tried all sorts of things, and but yet there's still that emptiness. I want to share with you right now that Jesus will fill the, the void. Jesus will change your life. He is faithful. He loves you. He died for you. He rose from the dead for you that you might have eternal life. He has a gift he wants to give you right now. All you want to do is you want to surrender your life to him. You don't need to understand anything at all except that you need God. And when you come to him and you know that you need him, he is waiting right there for you. You got the word earlier in the worship set. He said, I'm calling you, draw near to me. If you're in this room right now and you don't have a vibrant relationship with God and you're not assured of eternal life, you just don't know that you've been forgiven and your destination is to be with Jesus. I want to pray for you right where you are and I believe God will save you in an instant of time. I want you to just do this while every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I just want you to lift your hand up and just say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I need Jesus. Thank you. There's a hand there. There's a hand there. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, just be bold. Hand over to my right. Another hand over there. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. To my left here. It's just saying, I want you, Jesus. So here we are right now. I want you to pray this simple prayer. It's so easy. God's already looking at you. He sees your heart. Repeat simply, Jesus, I love you. That's right. Just tell him and say, I love you. I've not always served you, but I want to serve you now. I give you my life. I'm yours now, Jesus. I repent of my sin, and I ask your forgiveness. And now I receive your forgiveness by faith. I thank you for saving me, and I thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Come on, 2016, let's thank the Lord for more souls. Come on. If you just made that decision, let me be the first to say congratulations. The decision to follow Christ is just the beginning of your relationship with God. So we'd love to help you with your next steps. If you'll go to northwood.tv connect and fill out the online information card, our lead pastor, Van DeCote, wants to send you a letter that tells you some more steps to take that'll help you maintain your new relationship with God. We're one church in multiple locations. We have a campus in Gulfport, Wiggins, and in Long Beach, Mississippi. If you live in one of these areas, we'd love to see you at one of our services. You can visit our website, northwood.tv, for service times and locations. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do that online as well. Just go to northwood.tv give or simply text the amount you'd like to give to 228-215-3421. Again, that's 228-215-3421. Standard data rates and text charges may apply. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you next time.